Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. Our first reading for today is from the Unitarian Universalist minister, Mark Morrison-Reed. The central task of the religious community is to unveil the bonds that bind each to all. There is a connectedness, a relationship discovered amid the particularities of our own lives and the lives of others. Once felt, it inspires us to act for justice. It is the church that assures us that we are not struggling for justice on our own, but as members of a larger community. The religious community is essential. For alone, our vision is too narrow to see all that must be seen and our strength too limited to do all that must be done. Together, our vision widens and our strength is renewed. I recently watched The Karate Kid for the first time. A friend of mine said, oh, you should watch that. I've never seen it before. It's quite an iconic uh, film from the 80s, uh, quite a formative film for uh, my generation or maybe people a little bit older than me. Um, it's quite a well-known film, but I'd not seen it until recently. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's not surprisingly about a kid uh, called Daniel who learns karate, does what it says on the tin. And the key relationship in that film is between Daniel, the young boy, and Mr. Miyagi, the eccentric karate teacher. And the first thing Mr. Miyagi tells Daniel to do is to wash and wax 20 cars, teaching him a very specific way of doing it. Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. Though Daniel doesn't understand the need for this laborious task, he does agree to do it. It's only after several days and weeks of this and similar tasks that Daniel complains he's not being taught karate. And it's then that Mr. Miyagi demonstrates that these tasks have given him the muscle memory that allows him to make the defensive karate moves. This story to me shows why we need religion and not just spirituality. I'm a great believer in religion, not just spirituality. And what I mean by religion is something communal, not just individual. In The Karate Kid, Daniel could have tried to learn karate by reading a book on it by trying to teach himself by doing his own thing but he wouldn't have got very good at it doing it that way what he needed was a teaching community a teaching community that he found in mr miyagi and a practice wax on wax off in the spiritual life you need a teaching community and a practicing community and a practice. If you just do this stuff on your own, 
your progress is going to be seriously hampered. You need the teacher and the practice. You know, I'm, I'm an evangelist. I am an evangelist, but I'm an interfaith evangelist. I want people to have faith, to have a religion, but it doesn't worry me a huge amount which one people have. It doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't have to be ours. I'm happy to say to someone, you should go and be a Buddhist. Go and try it out. Or go and be the best Muslim that you can be. Or look deeper into Judaism. Or follow this path deeper into Catholicism. But find a community and find a practice. Now there's a few warnings and exceptions here. As a queer person, any religion I'm looking at, I need to know I'm gonna be safe there. And there's lots where I'm not. So that's a factor. And of course, there's forms of religion that are distorted and oppressive and some that are downright dangerous. So avoid those, sure. But the Nazis were a political party, and that doesn't mean all political parties are bad. And so some religions are awful, but that doesn't mean all religions are bad. Having said that, sometimes it's really healthy to walk away from religion at times. There are times when walking away from some communities and having some space is really the best thing to do. And of course, where you live, you might not be able to access the kind of religion that you need that is good for you. That might not be something that's possible where you live. So there are all kinds of difficulties and complications in this. But taking all that into account, I still want to say that I believe in religion. And I believe in religious community. Because community is a great teacher. Religious community puts us in relationship with people we may not have a lot in common with. Different types of people, different generations, different ways of looking at the world. That's both a huge blessing and sometimes a struggle. And how we learn to get along with each other is part of the work. It might feel like hard work. It might feel not like the proper religious work. But actually the everyday things of running community, of doing community, of getting stuff done, of committees, of putting chairs out, of scheduling things, of budgeting things, is all part of the work. Just like wax on, wax off was part of learning karate. Community is something we can lean on in times of trouble as well. A place to share our joys and concerns, a place where we care for each other. If we allow ourselves to be vulnerable to each other and to accept that care, which is sometimes the most difficult thing to do. And when you're joining a community, you're not just joining the people you see there 
in the present. You're joining something that connects with other people in other places and also that connects through chains of transmission back into the past, back hundreds and thousands of years. I don't believe these things last for hundreds and thousands of years without carrying some collective wisdom. It's like coming into a room and finding a conversation going on and you listen for a while and then you join in the conversation and people come and people go and eventually you leave the room. And by the time you've done that, it's none of the same people having the conversation that were there when you entered the room. But the conversation keeps going. And so you're gaining access to this deeper memory, this older conversation. And sometimes that's a challenge because people in different times thought and talked differently to us. So there's always this need to do a bit of, of translating to think, well, what does that mean? And, and am I understanding that? And how has this transmission come to me? And what are the voices there and, and the major voices and the minor voices in this conversation? Who in that conversation also in the past wasn't allowed to speak? And maybe how could we enter into conversation with that? That's all part of that. But if we don't do that, if we don't seek that conversation with the past, our view can just become too narrow because we're likely to be largely absorbing the values of the world around us. And that doesn't mean we have, that means we cannot have enough resistance to the world around us and not enough difference to our society, not anything really interesting to say to society because we're just same things back to society that society is saying to us but to do that translation work to do that seek listening to the foreign voice of of the past brings something else and something deeper into what we're doing our faith was not invented yesterday we're part of a conversation and a practice and a community that, go, that goes back hundreds and thousands of years Part of the diversity that we need to learn to live with in community is living with people from the past. When we join together in church, we're not just entering into relationship with those people we see, we're also into, into entering into relationship with founders and reformers, and pioneers and thinkers and doers and stories going back and back as far as Jesus and as far as Moses and beyond. We're part of a people who have gathered and worshipped and prayed and sung and thought and talked and done rituals for hundreds and thousands of years. And it's evolved, sure, it has evolved, sometimes radically reformed and evolved and, 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 uh, uh, and, and changed and kept reinventing itself. But out of that desire to be radical, to go deeper into the path and the practice, radical means of the roots. To be radical is to be rooted. 
because that that muscle memory wax on wax off is it's not just an individual thing it, it's a communal muscle memory joining a community means getting the benefit of a people who have muscle memory in that practice the whole community practices wax on wax off and we get the benefit of a communal muscle memory this is what i say to people you've got to find community and you've got to find a practice you have to find one of those things that lifts you out of yourself and lets you know you're not alone and lifts your eyes towards liberation and justice and gives you hope and strength and calls upon your deeper power and liberates you from your fear and worry and roots you in your body and your true nature. And then you've got to find some other people to practice it with. That's what you've got to do. You've got to do it by yourself regularly and you've got to do it with others regularly. Again and again and again. Wax on, wax off. We sing and we pray and we worship. Those are our practices. And in doing that, we're growing into what I call our inherent Christ natures, our identities as children of God. We're building that up, growing that soul way of being. And there's all kinds of diversities of practices within all those things. There's different ways of doing things. There's different things to be discovered and rediscovered and recovered and reclaimed and reformed. Now, right now, we're working out how to do these things online. Can we do this online? Yeah, we, we can. It's a bit different. It's not the same, but we can kind of do it online. But it's still a community of practice with a communal muscle memory. And with a practice that grows a living relationship with that source of love that some of us name as God. Wax on, wax off. That is this work of religious community. Find a community, find a practice, do it.